discussion with gen z a series put together by the Nera podcast where young christian persons discuss subject matters ranging from creativity to education to prayer to faith to excellence to business to purpose and much more i'm your host my name is Olua Tosin. join us on today's episode So today it is with very great pleasure that I introduce you to my latest guest. Um, she's someone that I have known for a really long time and I am very proud and happy to see the young lady that she has grown into. So please, can you introduce yourself to us? Okay, my name is Olateju Deborah. I'm a student and still a lover of music. Um, I'm actually kind a bit, so yes, that's just all about me. Uh, it's nice to have you. You say you're a lover of music. In what capacity? Okay, I'm a lover of music, yeah. Like, I have a lot of mod- role models that I actually listen to. Like, one of my role models, my best role models is still Lawrence Oyo. Then some other role models like that, yeah. So is it that you plan to go into music professionally or what? Mm, yes, if God says that. Yes, if God says so, I will go into it professionally. Uh, so um, now, what are you doing to ensure that at least your the music part of your life like grows and flourishes? Okay, I make sure I listen to music daily, download new musics, then listening to different music class and all that things like that. Why Lawrence Oyo? Uh, I actually love his the way he sings. I love his chants and everything. I just love everything about his music. Okay, so now we know that you love music. What are your core values as a person? The main values in your life that you seek to portray like every single day of your life? Okay, so I actually seek to portray someone who is a God-fearing person. Like someone who really wants to know more about God. And actually in my academics, I actually want to really move higher in academics. But just to know more, but mainly to be a God-fearing person. Okay, so what characters do you see in people that sort of ticks you off yeah characters that you see and you just say no 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 like i don't want to have anything to do with this person characters like i actually hate people that i would like to say they you know when you talk about someone at the back and not being able to to face the person squarely and say this is what i said about you yeah. i don't actually like stuff like that then i I also don't like people that they are one like one leg in, one leg out. They meet like in church activities. You see them in the church. They will, they will raise up their hands, sing stuff like that. But when you see them outside, they are another thing entirely. So I don't wish to have that kind of character. Then people that I actually don't on dishonesty. I don't really. I don't really like characters like that. 
Okay, so would you just say it's a youth thing or generally you think that most people do not like people of dishonest character? Um, generally, I don't see anybody that will actually like someone that is dishonest in his or daily work. But personally, for me, I don't like things like that. Okay, so um, one of the things that I've seen that is rampant our society is that people are first subconsciously dishonest like you are saying like okay of course there's the one the example that you give that um, in church they are one way and outside they are another way but then like dishonesty in for example just telling some lies and then this is white lie and all of that how do you you in your opinion um, think that we can all strive to be people of honesty mm, I think that issue of actually which is actually with the help of the Holy Spirit that that part of honesty can be done because normally we as humans normal flesh we as humans like that you might just you might want to say something and you don't know when the lie will just drop out from your mouth something like that but with the help of the holy spirit you'll be able to the holy spirit will be able to remind you that what you want to say is actually a lie so you shouldn't say something like that so actually it's based on the holy spirit's help so it's possible yes um and that problem i'll say that is rampant in our society is the issue of comparison what is your take on the matter hmm comparison Hmm. Okay, when I was in, let me say, when I was in secondary school like that, I once had a really big issue on that. A really big issue on that because normally I'm a kind of person that books like that, I don't really take much of my time to read books. But you can see me listening to music from morning till night. But well, to carry book like that to read, so I really faced a lot of comparison on that. Because when they start comparing you with your younger sis, like see your sister, she's reading stuff like that, it usually pisses me off. Ah, okay. So um, hmm, now that you mentioned that sister comparison, hmm. how many sisters do you have? Just one. Ah, so how did the comparison play out? Hmm. Okay. My younger sister, she's, she likes color, a genius when it comes to reading. When it comes to academics like that, she's very good at it. But me, on the other hand, I, she, she can read for like four hours, five hours, non-stop. But me, on the other hand, once I read for one hour, two hours, I'm okay with it. Or sometimes I might not even read at all. It might be just what I've heard in the class, stuff like that. So the comparison, where the comparison actually came in was that there are times when I'll just be at home, maybe when we have breaks in school, then I'll just be at home. I will not carry my book throughout the day and see my parents, my mom would just start saying, can't you be like your sister? Don't you want to read your book? Stuff like that. Like the comparison there is always much. So how did you ensure, because then I know that you're close to your sister, so how did you ensure that this didn't have a negative um, effect on your relationship or did it have at some point? 
actually at some point it wanted to it wanted to at some point but i think that time what just made me what just made it not to happen was that i decided to close my mind against comparison like when people compare me with my sisters i decide not to look at to just i just i just decide to let it go not to think about it because when, whenever I think about it, it kind of develops like an hatred in my heart. So I decide just not to think about it and just to let go. Okay, so um, did you at any point like maybe discuss it with your sister or something? Um, no. No, I'm not really someone, I'm, I'm not really, I'm not an open-minded person like that. I don't really discuss things like that with people. So I I kept it to myself. Um, so, aside um, comparison with your sister, did you um, ever really encounter any form of comparison, maybe in the family or outside? Um, I, actually, in the family, it was not only with my sister. Also, it was also with my brother. Also, it was also in the aspect of books and everything. And in outside, outside actually, ah. Uh, I think it was also in school I faced something like that. It was also in school because it actually led to favoritism, like teachers picking who they like among all the students, stuff like that. And actually there was a time it made me have a low self-esteem. There was a time it made me have a low self-esteem because I actually believed then that I, like, I'm a dollar, I don't know anything, stuff like that. Like it made me have a low self-esteem, but with God, I was able to pick up. Okay, so you mentioned that um, just closing yourself um, from listening to all of these comparison statements helped. What else would you say played an active role in ensuring that um, you did you did not fully or you did not develop a low self-esteem, and that even if it came to a point when, like, it almost happened. How were you able to overcome it? I hope that question was clear enough. Yes, um, actually, I can say one of the main factors that made me overlook that comparison this thing was actually God. Because there are times um, there are times when I would think of it and there's a particular Bible verse that usually comes to my mind. Um, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, stuff like that. So the way I saw it then was like, I am different. I have a different assignment on heads to do. My sister, I won't call him, I actually be in the academic line. So, but me, mine might not be in that academic line. I might just be using the academics just, just as an avenue to get to the aspect that God wants me to get to. So I that verse actually helped me. It made me it made me understand that I'm a special person, that every one of us we are special in the eyes of God. So it made me really understand that I don't have to look at the comparison. All I have to just look at is just to tell myself each day that I am unique, I am special, I'm a different person. Yes, we're all unique and special. And we bless God for the promises that come from His word. Um, okay, something else I'll just um, like to ask. Okay, so I know that occasionally, whenever you're on break from school, you teach students and just help with um, some schools around. 
So I just want to ask, have you met students that have been victims of comparison, maybe among siblings or among other students? Yes, I've actually met situations like that. I've, I still met a girl recently based on that. Like the comparison aspect has actually made her develop a low self-esteem. Even as young as she is, the comparison is not, it's not only goes in the school, it's also at home. Whenever she's at home, they compare with her elder sister. She's even the younger one. They compare with her elder sister because the elder sister is good academically. She she's still struggling to be good, so they compare her. But in school, I I since I've already faced something like that, I ensure that I don't do things like that because I knew the effect it had on me then. So I don't want that kind of effect. On someone that is still growing, she's still she's still trying to grow that self-esteem. If that if something like that happened to her, she, once the self-esteem drop as she's young like that, as she's growing, she won't have her self-esteem will be very low. It will be very low. So I ensure that whenever I'm teaching the students, I carry all of them along. I don't just I don't actually in school I don't have a favorite child. I don't have the way most of the teachers do. Like always picking a child over another child. I don't do that. So this young girl that you're talking about, how old is she? She should be, she would be around four, five years. Wow, and she's been compared already. Yes, yes. That's really sad. So what advice do you have for parents that have um like these situations on their hands? Um parents actually it's common among African parents very common among African parents but I actually want to advise parents the reason actually the thing is that God created every one of us and he, he knows the reason why he created us your the, your first child might be very good academically your second child uh, that might not be the reason why God created that it might not even be in the academics aspects because I, I actually watched a film recently I call him the two children, the father was trying to compare the um, elder brother to the younger one. Like he, he, he came out with a third class in school, then the younger one came out with the first class. So he was trying to compare. And meanwhile, the calling, the, the, the ministry, the calling that God had for the first one was actually not even based in the academics line at all. So parents should just try not to compare. Just they should just know that each child is unique. It's a gift from God. They have their own special calling. They have their own special ministry. They have the special purpose that God has assigned them to come and do on heads. So they shouldn't try to compare. Even if the child is not good academically, they should just try to um, encourage the child because we know in this country now academics is very important. But they should just try to encourage the child, not that they should try to, uh, they should uh, compare the child with another person. And even sometimes it even goes far beyond that. Some parents will compare their own children with another family's children. So it's actually, it's actually bad. They should, they should try to stop that because they don't know the child's self-esteem will just be, it will be getting low. The, the child will have a low self-esteem. And once a child has low self-esteem, when the child grows up, if the child is going in the public, she won't be able to interact like that socially, stuff like that. So parents should just try to believe, they should know that 
each child is unique each child is a gift from god and they have their own special purpose on this earth wow um okay so it's also important to know that it's not only academics that a person can be good at some people can be good at sports some people can be good at like other endeavors so parents should also strive to identify the strength of their child and help them grow those particular strengths and um finally on the problems that i think that um we have in our society that i want you to talk about parents insecurity especially regarding the female child um have you experienced anything related to that and what's your take um yes i've actually experienced things relating to that a lot of times but actually yes we understand the way the country is everywhere everybody has to everybody have to just try to be careful and not all these things but actually too much of over security from the parents actually it's usually um how would i put it it's it doesn't help the child because there are situations that i've seen in school where we have some children like they are from home like that they don't go out they don't do anything they don't they're always inside morning till night apart from church service stuff like that but when you now see them in school all those things that they, their eyes were not open to them they they try to do stuff like that so over security actually doesn't really help it's very good if a parent is very is very protective of the child yes but it's also it's also not too good if if the security this thing is now too much because it doesn't really help the child for me i would actually say you should allow the child to go out but you should also protect the child but not just it should not be too much it should not be too much because there are a lot of people that once it's the listen is too much it, when you get when you see them in school now i have I have a lot of friends in school that from home like this they are almost get inside. They don't go out, they don't do stuff like that. Their parents are very, very protective. But when they once they get to school like this, they are something else. Because all those things they were not able to do at home, you find them doing it in the school. May God help us in Jesus' name. So yeah, uh, I think yeah, it's something that is very important that every parent learns how to balance it for every of their child, and because th- and because in my opinion, a certain of your child didn't mind not going out or p- maybe even throughout the university it doesn't mean that the next child is going to be exactly like that. So we should understand that there is indiv- individuality in each of our children, and we should treat them as such. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. So is there anything that you'd like to say before you go? Okay, I would just like to say something, okay? What I would like to say is, in our everyday life, we should just ensure that we put God first in everything. We should ensure we put God first in everything. Because the Bible says we should lean not on our own understanding. We should trust God with all our hearts. Because if you are trying to do things by yourself, as man you will surely fail but when god is involved it can never be a failure we should ensure to put god in everything no matter what it is we should just ensure to put god first before we think of 
doing other things from our own mind. That's just what I want to say. So thank you very, very much, Debbie, for coming on to our show. Debbie's a young lady. <laughs> she also makes clothes, so you should not be deceived. She's multi-talented. And uh, before you go, do you have any um, we would like to know what scripture and cause your life that it speaks the most to you at different seasons? Okay. I've actually mentioned it before. That's first Peter chapter two, verse nine. But here a chosen generation, prayer priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of God who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Wow, very powerful scripture. Thank you very much. And thank you also for listening to this episode of Discussion with Gen Z. I hope you were blessed as much as I was. Uh, if you have any questions, any suggestions, any contribution, or anyone that you would like me to interview on this particular show, please write us at neuropodcast at gmail.com or send us a message um, at www.instagram.com at neuropodcast. Remain blessed and goodbye.